Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is the Odd Couple. I am Chris. He is Rob. We are coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studio. And real credit card questions require real people. You know, some folks who understand your issues, your challenges, and they work with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful United States-based representatives, U.S.-based, who are available 24-7, 365. Discover exceptionally Common sense. All right, we got Randy Mueller, friend of the show, former NFL executive of the year. He's on every Tuesday with us. He'll join us at the bottom of the hour. And then Parker's power rankings as we close out the regular season and head into the first round of these playoffs. But before we get to all that, we're going to go to the NBA. And uh, Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving played his second game with the Nets last night. They lost surprisingly, to uh, an injury-ravaged Portland Trailblazers team. But uh, Kyrie Irving did his normal thing, 20-something points. And uh, after the game, Chauncey Billups, Rob, Chauncey Billups gave Kyrie mad love, mad praise. And Kyrie's awesome, but here's what he said. Kyrie is just, he's a wizard, man. He's must-see TV. I personally think, as somebody that played the position, I think Kyrie's the most skilled player that's ever played that position. Just straight skill. Nothing else, just straight skill. I think he's the best that I've ever seen at that position, skill-wise. Rob, your thoughts? I'd rather hear yours because I wasn't that moved by it. I mean, I I, I think... um, when you talk about a point guard, I, 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 let me hear what you have to say, and then we'll go. Well, I think that's more that you less about you being unmoved and more about whatever that food is in your cheek. No, that's all gone. <laughs> it was a little salad. Is that you know, a Susie Q no, or something? I, no, it was a you salad. A, a Susie I'm Q? off the Susie Q's. It's a salad. <laughs> some no, ho-hos or some No, no, no. It's all gone. Twinkies. But go ahead. I, I think, I think um, you know, Chauncey, they were playing the Nets, and, you know, like, this happens a lot with coaches and people not come to this. town. No, not but I'm this. just saying, yes, we heard what, I mean, or, or what was it? Who was the coach in Washington who said? Uh, uh, oh, Scotty Brooks. Scott Brooks. Who had coached Westbrook said no, he's right. the second and best point guard. Right, and then he's like, he's the, the greatest point guard. I mean, I've heard, I've heard best, these yeah. things, right. So, but go ahead. I'd like to hear your take on it first. Well, look, Kyrie, and you know, I, I, I am a huge fan of Kyrie Irving's game. And he has incredible skills. I've said, I think I was one of the first. And I don't know, maybe the first. I don't know. But he's got the best handle in NBA history. I firmly believe that. I stand by that. And he is. Chauncey was right. Must see TV. Like, the dude is fun to watch because his handles are crazy. He's a great shooter. He's a great finisher, Rob. We say it a lot. Arguably, arguably, the best finisher among now, point guards at the rim. 
And there, I don't think there's, that's the There's no I'm doubt, there's no doubt to me. That, okay. Like, to me, that's not a debate. Like, around okay. the basket and the I'm going to give you a name I think is a debate, debatable, but uh, he's up there. But, Rob, I think Chauncey went too far because skills, I mean, that includes shooting, obviously. It includes passing, obviously. And not just handle. Not just moves. Kyrie's got tremendous moves. But that's not just all that skills is. And so I, I, I don't mind. I'm not mad at you if you want to throw Kyrie in the conversation. But I got two guys I will put ahead of him. And the first one, and this is the one I'm going to challenge you on with Kyrie's finishing at the rim. And he's great. But Isaiah Thomas in Detroit. The, the legendary Isaiah Thomas. And handle, okay, I give Kyrie a slightly slight edge over that. Some of it, they allow you to carry today and, you know, all that stuff. And Kyrie's great with it. He doesn't carry as much as a lot of these dudes. A lot but, of guys you know, carry all the time. Oh, yeah. And that, that back in the day, that you know, you had to dribble, like, with I, your hand I told on top you or once, maybe Chris, slightly on the side of the ball. I covered it, uh, a playoff game where Michael Jordan got called for real for three carries in a game. Like, yeah, I remember you, you know saying what? that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, that's unusual. I still couldn't believe it. You know what? But right. a lot of guys carried. Uh, and not not like they didn't carry like they do today, though. No, no, no. But they I mean, never you called it is what I, palm, I was just your, shocked. Your, your hand is under the ball a right. lot. And dudes, you know, like when they cross you over, a lot of times there's a pause. Like literally a pause for a split second. And then, your right. hand's under the ball right, and then you go back the other way. So, but I'll give Kyrie the advantage but Isaiah, obviously a better passer. Kyrie's a career 5.7 assists per game guy for his career. And I don't say, I understand that that doesn't mean, I think he's a really good passer, but he's not anywhere near the top in terms of point guard passing skills. All right, so there's that. Isaiah's a better passer. And here's what I'd argue, Rob, finishing. Isaiah, as you know, was also a great finisher. And I think yes. he was smaller than Kyrie. But, you know, it was close, but I think he was smaller. But he had to finish, Rob, when, first of all, there's probably six to eight people in the paint with you. You know, there's about six guys in there, three of your teammates and three opponents. I mean, it, it was just crowded back in the day in the lane. And that's how you had to finish back then, and he could do it. And, Rob, you know this, there was always the threat lingering that you might get hammered. Remember when Carl Malone did to him? Yeah, I remember Just that. Just straight elbow to Isaiah's, what, forehead, eye, whatever it was, but he split his face open and he had to get stitches. So I think I would argue. And they argue, got the ball out on the side. On right, the exactly. It was, it was a foul. <laughs> it, was, it was like, okay, foul, Malone. Side out, take side out. Right, right. <laughs> but so I put Isaiah up there. So I'd say Isaiah had more skills. And then this is one, I'm going to put Steph Curry ahead of him too because obviously Steph's a better shooter. I think Steph's a better passer. I'll use assist numbers, although that, again, that doesn't mean that, you know, who's the better passer. But Steph's a career six-and-a-half assist a game, game a night guy. And Kyrie's only averaged more than six-and-a-half assists once one season in his career. Steph doesn't get to showcase his skills a lot of times other than shooting because of their offense. He's always running around off screens and, and moving without the ball. 
so he doesn't dribble as much as Kyrie. Steph has one of the best handles ever, too. Not as good as Kyrie, but his handle is phenomenal, too. And he's well, a very he loses good the finisher. the ball in big spots out of bounds. He has. Well, he, he did once, okay. Um, but he, he, he has a tremendous handle. Um, and, and like I said, I think he's a better passer, obviously a better shooter. Uh, and he's a great finisher, too. I give Kyrie the advantage, but Steph can finish, too. But just a better shooter at every level. So I will put him ahead of Kyrie, too. But that, that's where I, I'm at on it, Rob. And, and I look, skills is hard because, first of all, skills. I mean, Rob, who was more skilled, David Robinson or Shaq? David Robinson. Okay. But every minute of every day, you're taking Shaquille O'Neal. You know what right. I'm saying? So yeah, but I don't think skills, that. It's, I don't, but but I, but I don't think that that's what he's just talking about uh, a skill set. You know, like, and I think that there's a difference. I don't think you'll argue with me. I don't. If I tell you that Aaron Rodgers has a better skill set than Tom Brady, would you argue with me on that? Skill set, not accomplishment. Skill set. Uh, I might argue with you. Okay. I, I didn't think you would argue with me on that. I'm just talking about arm strength, accuracy, uh, being able to Brady's run for accurate, a first Brady's down. quick release. You know He's what I mean athletic, and stuff like sure. that. More athletic. I just, I'm talking about skill set. I'm not saying set. you're what? wrong. I just okay, really I'm would just, like to think about it. Okay. I'm just saying, like, it's a difference between skill set and who's the best player. I hear or who's the, and, and I think. Well, uh, right. And I agree. But I'm just, I'm, I'm bringing that up to say. How much does that really matter? No, when but I all just think, of these guys but, are skilled. Yeah, but I just think that sometimes you look at people and you just say, "Man, they do everything right. They just know how to. They can make the long pass. They can they can uh, shoot. They can dribble. They can finish at the rim. He can shoot a three point. He could he could shoot mid range. Whatever it is, I'm, it's just like what so can why you do? Wouldn't with, they have as dribble? much success? Well, because there's, they also all other, that. there's other circumstances. Because there's other circumstances that can uh, also affect you. So it's not, I mean, we like to think it's not tennis where it's just you. You know, there are other things and no, other I reasons. No, I get that. But, some, but a lot of it's you. Yeah, but not like, all I, it. It's like when Steve Kerr came out and said Kevin Durant's the most talented player ever. I said, that's an insult to Durant. Because if he's the most talented player ever, then why hasn't he achieved more? As much as he's achieved, he's achieved great. Well, and he it's works still hard. Te- it's still a team game, though, Chris. I mean, but, I, he well, can play. He could uh, win right, more but, MVPs. But he could. I mean, he's he can, got one MVP. I understand, but I'm just saying, I don't think that it's it's that easy. I I, I hear I, I your but point. But if you if you're the I don't most think if you have a great player, skill set, yeah, I, I just don't think that there are great players who've never won. That doesn't mean they're not great players. But we, Charles Barkley is a great player. He never nobody won. Nobody said you're not great. But if you told me Charles Barkley was the the most talented player ever, then I would say, well, why didn't he win a championship? I mean, I, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm not I, saying he's greatness is it there. I can't but, equate the, the. Yeah, I just I don't compute that. Like I don't look at. I mean, because like I I didn't say and and, and you you kind of cut me off. I'm not saying skill set isn't you know something we can talk about. I'm just saying it doesn't matter all it doesn't matter in who's a better player. Yeah, but that's not So I'm saying I thought Chauncey why, just like, said he had he had what did he say? Do you agree I mean, with Chauncey? Yeah, I agree with Chauncey. So he's the most skilled point guard ever. 
I, I think the only issue I'll have is whenever you talk ever, it's always hard to match because but of the points that you brought up. Well, but because of the points you brought up. But it doesn't mean that if Kyrie was playing in a different era when Isaiah played, that he wouldn't adjust his game or he would be used to going to the paint with the big guys. So I, I can't write him off and say that he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to finish because oh, nobody's I, in the paint now. That? No, I didn't say you okay. said that. I'm okay. trying to say I'm not trying I'm, – I'm looking at it as he is that great of a player that he would have adapted to the style of the game that was being played at the time. I think all great players would. I agree with that. You know, but right. I'm asking you, is he – with what we have to compare, are you – you're on board with him being the most skilled point guard ever? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take him if my other choices are Isaiah and um, Steph. I'm going to take him skills. over – yeah, I'm gonna take him not, over. Not who's the better player, or who right? You I'm gonna take have. him over those two guys. So, I, I'm, but it's I'm more people available. Those are just the two I named. No, I'm saying over your two choices. Okay, I, I but what I about I don't have period? A, I don't have a look. I don't have a look at everybody in the league. Or I'm what do just you going tell callers of, when they call up and they they waffle like you're doing right I'm now? I'm not waffling. I said you that are. I'm picking him. I'm picking is he him. the best, most skilled point guard ever? It's not. Is he more skilled than Isaiah and Steph? Is he more skilled than every yeah, single yes. point guard if, ever played? Yes, yes, he is. Okay. I'm going to side with Chauncey on this. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Uh, I'm with. Look you. at you trying to cut things off. No, I'm looking at this. Yeah, that's fine. You just okay. want to get to the callers. We'll get to the callers. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. Your turn to weigh in. Is Kyrie Irving the most skilled point guard of all time? Your turn to win. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob, live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. We are brought to you by AutoZone. They have the free services to help you get back on the road pronto, such as their free AutoZone Fix Finder services. They've got over 5,600 locations nationally, and that's why they are here to help you save time and money with those free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. All right, 877-99 on Fox. Your turn to weigh in. Is Kyrie Irving the greatest, the most skilled point guard ever? <laughs> Which one? What are, what are you asking? Is Kyrie Irving the most skilled point guard ever? Okay. Big Mo in Stockton, California. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up? Man, you say the most skilled point guard ever. Y'all forgot about Irving, Magic Johnson. Here's what I look. Magic obviously is better. He's the best point guard ever. Come on, man. But I would. Six but hold on. I, I would. Most Ky- Kyrie. Well, let me. Kyrie got a better handle than Magic. Kyrie's a better shooter than Magic. Magic obviously a much better passer. Um, but Magic's size was a big part of his 
game as well. I, so I, I would, I would, I'm fine with saying that most, about Kyrie. Most skilled. What makes Magic? Guy? What makes Magic more skilled? Well, yeah, Magic's better. Nobody's saying. Nobody's that. saying that. It's not better. It's about skill. What? What makes him more do? skilled yeah. than Kyrie? Because he was because of his size, he could play any position on the court. Okay. Right. That, yeah, and back but then, that, is that the skilled? And yeah, is that answering the, skill, the skilled question? Yeah, but see, now who's a better really shooter? Who's a better shooter? Who's a better shooter? Well, Kyrie obviously a better shooter. Who's a better ball but, handler? Uh, to me, Magic. Uh, I don't know nah, about that. He wasn't a better ball handler for sure. He's a better. Chris is right. He was a better passer. He was a better. Passer. He was a much better passer. Magic's no the best passer that. ever. Yeah, like, Magic was unbelievable. Say Steve Nash, John Stockton. No, it's no, not close. It's Magic. magic. Thanks, ball. Big Mo. Appreciate you. Percy in uh, New Orleans, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Percy? Hey, what up, fellas? Uh, nice first up. time caller, long time listener. Oh, oh good man, to have my you, man. man. Don't make Thank it your you. last. All right. Yeah, so uh, I feel like Kyrie is probably the, the more skilled uh, point guard uh, because even even more than, than uh, Curry, because I think he got a mid range game. I, to me, I don't see Curry really having that mid-range game. He missed a lot of shots inside the three-point line. Also, he misses. He have a habit of missing a lot of layups too. Yeah, I, I, he's not as good of a finisher as Kyrie, but I think he's a good finisher, and he does shoot a lot of mid-range. Like now, this year, he's shooting more threes than ever. The number, I think, Chris, almost six came yeah. up. Almost yeah, it's thirteen of his twenty shots a game are from three. So, which, but is, which you, is surprising. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I get it though, Rob. I mean. Guys are like, look, it's worth three. I think Durant should shoot more threes, Rob. Yeah, he Durant only shoot shoots like four, four and a half, five a game. He could easily probably tick that up to seven. Right. Uh, 877 right. on Fox if you want to get in. Thomas in the Bay Area. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Thomas? What up, fellas? Uh, the, the thing I would say with Kyrie, I would say he's definitely the most flashy point guard of all time when you factor in his ball handle well, and, and pistol you know, Pete. on the string. I think they're flashing. I think Magic was flashier. Yeah, pistol Magic Pete. was Showtime. Heck, some people might even say white chocolate. Remember him, Jason Williams? But I hear you. I like, Kyrie's game well. is just – I'm with you to some degree. Uh, but those guys well, – what, what, yeah. What's your but other point? With, so when you, when you factor in Magic size, when you can go from rebound to push it, to, to dish a no-look, to go back and defend, guard the center. And, you know, he could pull up mid-range. He could finish at the cup when he needed to. But Magic did everything, and he did it with a smile on his face, and there was never any, you know, BS when it came well, to we, playing okay, ball. Okay, we get all that. That, right. that last part. Not, hold on. Is, is defense, that in the – wait a minute. What is category is rebounding a skill? Right. I mean, to some it, it degree, is. but nah, it's not like Which, uh, it's like a skill. You don't for, you don't have and, and here's here is it here it is, Chris. For the All Star game, they don't have a skilled competition for playing defense. Do you right. know what I mean? Like like right. it's three or point rebounding. shooting or rebounding. Like like those it's those passing, are passing, dribbling, exactly. And those are skills. Guys who can handle. Everybody can't dribble. Everybody can't dribble. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, guy, it, it, and that's why this is a tough discussion. No, it's it fun, is. I, but you there's know, there's no right or wrong it's, answer, right, Chris. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just uh, yeah. It's like some people consider some some things skills, and others, but when you have things. skilled competition, those things that he just mentioned, right. Chris, they're just not. They're not right. 
Right. How do you measure the defense? Oh, yeah, look. See the way he uh, he's a better de- – uh, Look at his hands. Look at right. where they're positioned. Palms yeah. up, everything. Feet moving. Exactly. Look at those that slides. Work. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Dre in Cincinnati. You're on the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. What up, Dre? How you guys doing tonight? Doing What's good, up, you? So I, I got a question. Do you guys rule uh, Allen Iverson as a point guard? I generally don't, but if you want to throw him into this, so you would have him as more skilled than Kyrie? I, I would say he's more skilled. He, he, he did it before him. He's Kyrie before But he's Kyrie. not as good of a shooter. He's definitely not as good of a shooter. Um, a handle was crazy. Oh, he's a better scorer, yeah. But handle was crazy. And some people would. Some people might try to argue Iverson better handle than Kyrie. I wouldn't. I think Kyrie's got the better handle. Um, I I, put, Iverson is a finisher. You could argue Iverson finishes as well as Kyrie. Mm, I think Kyrie Iverson would go to the rim and dunk on you. Yeah, I think Real Kyrie's talk. better. My and I saw both. You know what I mean? Like I was covering. I don't know, Chris. Really? You think you do? You think you finishing? Think, uh, yeah, you think uh, Iverson's I, a better I, finisher? I, I think it's arguable. I mean, because Iverson was known to go in there and dunk on people. And he was a great finisher. And, again, it was a little more physical era. But you're right. I mean, I think Kyrie would have adjusted to that era. Um, I'm, I, I don't have a problem giving Kyrie the edge, but I think, you know, it's arguable. All right, we got Randy Mueller coming up next. Get back to the NFL. But first. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, thank you, Ralph. We appreciate you. We are live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And our next guest is a former NFL executive of the year. Now Fox Sports Radio NFL analyst. We love having him on every week. Randy Mueller. Randy, Randy, welcome. Hey, guys. Good to be back. What's going on? We're good, man. Just excited about these playoffs. So let's get to it. Obviously, though, we got Black Monday to deal yes. with first. <laughs> and there's you just heard Ralph Irvin say that David Culley, after one season in Houston, could be could be gone. They were 4-13, and but I got to be honest, uh, Randy, I, I thought Culley did a good job. I think that team played hard. I, he obviously didn't have a lot to work with. And I think, I, you know, the situation there is just crazy. And I thought he, I don't think he deserves to get fired. Where are you at on Cully? I would probably agree with that, Chris. I think he's um, been a little bit of a victim of the black cloud that's been over him just from a franchise standpoint. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can really be judged what he did on the field with the elements that he had, the assets that he had or didn't have, per se. I think, in this case, you almost got to give him another year. I just think he's, he's um, communicated well. Like you said, they played hard. I don't think you could say anything that he's done has held them back, that's for sure. Let me ask you about Brian Flores and how surprised were you. And when a coach wins uh, eight of their last nine and they finish over 500 and uh, – he gets whacked. Did you right away think, oh, there's some behind-the-scenes stuff that this guy doesn't get along with people or relationships, or were you just surprised by it? Well, here's my take on what has happened there the last couple of years. First off, I do think Brian is a really good coach. I think he will get another job in a heartbeat. But they have from a Will it be this year? Real quick, Randy, this year or no? I think he'll get a job this year. I really do. Okay. I think he's done enough. I think he's going to have some repair work to do when it comes to relationships, but I think he can do that. I think he 
probably made people uncomfortable because he was a little abrasive. And you're talking to a guy that worked with Nick Saban for two years, okay? Let's have some <laughs> thick skin. Let's, right. let's, uh, let's be better at our job. Let's show up with our ankles taped ready to go. And I think that may have rubbed people a little bit the wrong way. But their team building the last couple of years has been all over the road, right? They've wandered. They've paid millions to free agents and cut them. They've drafted people like Mika Fitzpatrick and traded him the next year. So I think they had trouble, and I don't know how much of this is Brian, had trouble picking a lane when it comes to acquiring players and staying that lane. Sometimes coaches have a tendency to wander, always looking over their shoulder on something else or to a new shiny object. And I think that got him in trouble. Again, I don't know. I spent three years in Miami, so I kind of know the combatants, but I have not talked to him about this. Obviously, the relationships had severed, and it comes out today that he got into a a downright uh, argument with Tua the other day at halftime uh, over his play. So I'm not against any of that, and I don't think it's any one thing that did it. It's probably the combination of all these things, the team building, change of lanes, the relationship with the front office, and then some players are struggling with with just his style. Uh, Randy, he's one of, I mean, just the latest. We we went through like seven coaches from the Belichick tree, most of whom struggled. Bill O'Brien had some success. You can say Flores. Manjuni had a little bit. But for the most part, they've struggled. And you mentioned Flores was abrasive. Most of these guys, Matt Patricia yep, and others, you know, they, yeah, they try to have that Belichick style of coaching. Where yep. are you does that work today? I mean, I'm I personally like hard nosed coaching, but does yep. that work today, or do you have to have a better resume, you know, than to be a first year coach and go right. in with that Trying style? To be or like what? That. I think it works, but I think the players and the people around you have to know it's authentic. They can't know they can't think you're trying to manufacture a a New England way or a Patriot way for sure. So people have to believe in it. I think in Flo's case, people believed in it. They just, they, it just wasn't for them. I would say this, that style, it'll either make you better or you're going to run from it. And I, mm-hmm. I'm like you, Chris. I, I, I did it in, in Miami with Coach Saban, and it made me so much better at my job. And this was after 25 years in the league with some success. He still made me better. So I think you've got to be open-minded. You've got to be willing to be uncomfortable. And that's not for everybody, I guess. Let me ask you about Joe Judge got whacked by the Giants today. I did write a column saying that that should happen. But the thing, yeah. how about the game, the last, his last game, where on their goal line he did back-to-back quarterback sneaks, including a third and nine. And even the Fox announcers in the booth kind of chastised him. What what yeah. happened with Joe Judge in New York? I've never seen anything like it, Rob. I, I, in terrible, all my years, right? <laughs> I, unless I'm watching Army or Navy and they're trying to do that. I mean, right, that, right. That picture, that picture will be in infamy on everybody's wall, and it makes the team a laughing stock. Yep. This is pro football, and what he couldn't do with his press conferences the last two or three weeks already made us all question, only to be outdone by the poor execution. And then the embarrassment of what he did, I just think they had no choice, right? I'm with you. And I don't know Judge from Adam, but I do know this. You can't embarrass your bosses. It's a pro football league for a reason. You're supposed to be the best in the world. And lining up like that, afraid of your own shadow, and then explaining it to where it didn't, it fell on deaf ears, I just don't think you can get away with that. So I don't think the Giants brass had any choice. 
I, I got two questions for you, Randy. One, you're spot on. Does that too, does on. that? I mean, because you know, there are some people that have said they think Joe Judge has promise, even though he's failed in New York. Do you think this is enough? Where it's like he's not getting another head coaching job. He might be an assistant somewhere, but not a head coaching job. And, and uh, two, um, do you think like I felt like you had to have another GM come in there? Any GM worth his salt was going to want to have control over the coaching situation. Whether they, if they decide to keep Judge, fine, but they had to have the freedom to get rid of him if they wanted to. So I don't, I don't think the Giants would have got the right man for the job if they had put this hammer down, like, hey, you got to keep Judge for a year. So give me your thoughts on those two questions. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hit the, the, the head coach again first. I think every time a GM would, would think of this and bring it into your owner, the owner's going to show you that picture of the wishbone mm. offense yep. on the three-yard line. And they're going to say, what the heck are you talking about? We're not doing this. This is embarrassing. So I think that kills them. And I just don't think that's going to be transferable, even in another city at another time. Um, I just think there was some, so much of a disconnect these last two or three weeks with his press conferences. And then these guys haven't been close the last month. They've been getting embarrassed. Right. Right. So that's a hard one to overcome. I just don't see it. Uh, with, with regard to, to him staying and a GM getting the job, I think John Mara said it. The GM is going to be in charge of all their football operations, which included coaching. For them not to allow a, a guy to come in and, and uh, have full reign over what he wanted to do, I think would have been a sin, and it would have been less than truthful. So I just think they, in the end, realize this is going nowhere. This may be limiting our GM search, the fact that he's there. They're, they're gonna, they've identified a lot of what will be first-time GMs, but if you're a, a veteran GM or a guy that's been around, you're not going to walk into that and say, okay, I'll, just, I'll, I'll keep Joe Judge for a year and then get back to you. You already know right. what you're going to do. So I just right. think it, it, it made sense to do it now. What's the uh, – give me the, the better scenario – Mike Zimmer keeping his 25-year-old girlfriend or getting another <laughs> coaching job. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, Randy. Have you seen the pictures? Mike, Chris, have you seen the picture? No, I haven't. I, I, I'm staying out of this one. I, I'm, that's above my pay grade. I'm staying out of it. All right. Is he going to get hired uh, this year, or is, is it, does he need a year to get the stink off him or not? I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. Mike is 65, and the problem I have is his expertise is defense. Their defense wasn't very good. Horrible. So the I, last two years, I struggle, horrible. Yeah, I, I struggle with these head coaches that can't fix their side of the ball. So I, I don't – I mean, that's how he got the job to start with. I just don't know. I like Mike. I've known him since he was at Washington State 30 years ago. But I just don't see him as a head coach again soon, maybe in a year or two, but – Time, time doesn't, you know, go backwards either, so we'll see. One last thing, coaching. Brandon Staley, I, I said this to Chris. Ephraim Salam agreed with me. I, I think he should be fired. I think he cost his team the playoffs, that terrible coaching against the Chiefs in a big game that was important. And then in a, in a game to make it into the playoffs, you're doing that analytics of going for it on fourth and two in your own 18-yard line. I, he made a lot of bad decisions to me, and I think that's the reason why the Chargers aren't in the playoffs. I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I like Brandon. I thought the first half of the season, I loved hearing his press conferences because he made sense. 
but I think he listened to those too many times and got a little full of himself. I think he, he really hurt himself credibility-wise a few weeks ago when, when he went for it on one of those times and said, real football people right. understand yes. why we do what we do. He yeah. lost all of the football guys. He lost us all mm. when he said that. The, the going for it inside your own 20 the other night is, is, a, is a colossal sin no matter what. That's a but fireable offense. Is, it was ridiculous. It, I think the part that bothers me most is he seems to always hide behind the analytics. He's not accountable sometimes for those decisions. And I just don't like to see people hide behind the numbers chart. Just say what it is, you know. Right. And, and I think it's a struggle. I just, and, and, again, just like I said about Mike Zimmer, their defense got worse this yep. year. And that's his, that's his deal. That's what he was hired to do. Right. And it got right. worse. So they were awful on defense. I mean, awful. That's a great point, Randy, about the real football people. Because yeah, Chris that and I quote, just talked about yeah, that. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. Like, we don't know what we're watching. Well like, like you yeah. guys out there, you don't know what you're watching. The real football people know what's going yeah. on. Oh, okay. Right. right. All right, Randy. Great stuff. Yep. Great stuff, man. We appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Yep. All right. The playoff edition as we head into wild card weekend of Parker's Power Rankings. Keep it locked. Odd Couple. Oh, it's <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, we're The Odd Couple live from the Fox Sports Radio studios brought to you by AutoZone. Now, AutoZone's got free services that help you get back on the road. One is their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. And here's the great thing. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with those free services. I mean, they're, they're basically on every corner. It's, it's crazy. Getting the job done just got easier. Look up. There's an AutoZone. Go to it. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right, it's time for Parker's Power Ranking. You increase your power? Do you need the power? Yeah. Well, here it comes. Can you feel the power? Power. power? It's Parker's Power Ranking. And you know I'm not conventional. I'm the one who's not caught up on what people have done. That's right. And uh, giving people the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give it to you real. This is Rob's way of saying, these are going to stink. No, I'm just giving you a warning that I'm not a cookie cutter like other people yeah. give false narratives. Like who should get ready the for the Raiders to be number three? All right, let's start. Number five. I'm gonna go with the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills had an uneven season. They had some big wins early. Then they just kind of went in the tank. Were all over the place. Finished 11 and six. Won the division for the second time. Remember, the Patriots were coming on. Everybody thought the Patriots were going to do it, and the Bills held strong even after that embarrassing loss to the Patriots. Uh, where they just ran the ball down their throats. Here's a little nugget for you, and I know it was the Jets, and they're awful, but the Buffalo Bills held the Jets, you ready, to 53 total net yards, which is the lowest ever in the Jets' 62-year history. And I get it. The Jets are bad, but to hold somebody like that is pretty incredible. So I have the Buffalo Bills at number five. Number four. The Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, 12-5, and five, an uneven year again. Uh, still bothered 
They're banged up, got some injuries and some stuff that they got to work through. But I'm still bothered by that loss to Cincinnati. Uh, had the um, had the best record in the AFC locked up if they could have got that win. Had a 14-point lead three times, gave it up. It was just not what I wanted to see from them going into the postseason. Uh, so I got uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at number four. Number three. The Tampa Bay Bucks, 13 and 4. Tampa Bay, again, trying to uh, defend their uh, Super Bowl championship from a year ago. Um, they got some injury issues. We got to figure out who's going to be available, not to mention, of course, not having Antonio Brown. And you have to see what Tom Brady throwing to some other receivers, how that'll fit in. But the Bucks obviously are viable, and they won 13 games, beat up on a lot of bad teams, but that was the schedule that was in front of them. So I have the Bucks at number three. Number two. The Tennessee Titans. Wow. The best team in the AFC, uh, 12 and 5. Unbelievable run of 10 games without their best player. And we saw Ryan Tannehill uh, up his game, play some better football, making throws and plays that they need. I was impressed that Tennessee held it together. And I still go back to tell you how dangerous Tennessee is, is when they came to L.A. and kicked the snot out of the Rams. That was the one that impressed me, and that was without Derrick Henry. So I would like to see how this is. I think they can make a run in the AFC. People who poo-poo the Titans just aren't being uh, fair because they're not a flashy or, or great team. All right, that's so they're number two. Number one. And number one, uh, the team with the uh, 13-4 and four record as well, uh, the Tampa Bay, I mean, the Green Bay Packers, who uh, have the number one spot in the NFC. And now the thing that's impressive is now all these players who have been out are now starting to trickle back for the uh, Packers. So they'll be fully loaded. We've seen them battle-tested, won some big games. Still, I go back to that uh, game in the desert, when the uh, Arizona Cardinals were playing great football 7-0 and and the Packers went there without their top three receivers and won, their defense is as good as it's been. I think they got a real shot to make a run to the Super Bowl. All right. Um, not bad. I mean, I figure Green Bay would be number one. And, you know, they're not my pick to win it, but that's not a bad pick. Obviously, they had a great year. They have the uh, basically, you know, you could say they'd have home court, home field advantage throughout the league. Like, they'd be the number one seed throughout the league. It won't matter in the Super Bowl, but, right. you know, so you give them that credit, that respect. Um, I would have had Kansas City. I would have probably switched Kansas City and Tennessee. That's really my only major beef with the the uh, power rankings. Um but Tennessee, you know, you got to give them props. I, I was wondering if you were going to have them in there nah, as you're climbing up. Yeah. And I, I think you made the right move by putting them in there because to do what they did without Derrick Henry, For Rob, 10 you weeks, just got to give them love. Right? For 10 and weeks. And he's coming back, and he's going to be fresh. And they got that, you know, they can control the ball. A.J. Brown is awesome. Julio Jones is is playing now. Um, they're going to be a tough out. There's no doubt. Mike Vrabel's a good coach. Lock it, odd couple. 